Hello and welcome to Peach Pod, a Georgia politics podcast. My name is Kyle Hayes and I am your host. In your feed this weekend, you're going to find a few new episodes that we just posted. We are wrapping up our coverage of the 2018 primary elections for congressional and state legislative and statewide seats, and also finishing up our coverage of the nonpartisan local elections in athens Clark County. In this episode, I talk with Russell Edwards. He's a candidate for the athens Clark County Commission in District 7. Russell's going to be facing off against Carl Blount, an insurance agent, and Bill Overend, a lawyer and former editor for Flagpole Magazine, in this contest on Tuesday, May 22nd. Uh, Russell and I talked about his history and being involved in politics and being involved in issues on the local level and how his platform is shaped by the conversations that he's had with residents as he uh, pretty much just himself canvasses across his district and talks to voters door to door. Um, so here is my discussion with Russell Edwards. All right, so I'm now joined by Russell Edwards. He's a candidate for the athens Clark County Commission in District 7. Uh, Russell, thank you so much for joining the show. Glad to be here. Um, so could you just start out uh, by telling us a little bit about your background and what you were doing uh, before you decided to enter this race? I was born and raised in Peachtree City, Georgia. Went to college at the University of North Carolina, Asheville. Got a degree in Spanish. Subsequently went to Washington, D.C. and uh, worked in D.C. public schools and worked in the office of Eleanor Holmes Norton and uh, the delegate that represents D.C. Um, in Asheville, when I was in college, sort of got started in Democratic politics, canvassed for Howard Dean and some other local candidates for the Asheville City Council. And when I was in Washington, I got uh, plugged in with Delegate Norton's office and worked on the D.C. Congressional Art Competition, which was uh, held in her office. And then um, I... Ended up teaching eighth grade Spanish in D.C. public schools. Um, about the same time I got that job, I uh, was accepted into UGA Law School and decided to come home and attend UGA Law. Came back to UGA Law in 2007. Uh, Canvas for the Obama had a, a, a turf in Monroe, Walton County, site of one of the last lynchings in Georgia where they have a, uh, actually have a reenactment of that lynching uh, every year. It happened in 1956. It was two African-American couples that were crossing the bridge over Morris Ford. One of them was a veteran that just received his discharge uh, that week. And uh, his friend just got bailed out of jail by a farmer that paid a $600 bond to get him out. White guy got him out. And uh, he was arrested for supposedly stabbing his, allegedly stabbing his employer. They were driving across Moore's Ford and came to a blockade of cars. They stopped their car, and then a car stopped behind them. They were trapped on the bridge. The there's about a mob of 20 to 30 Walton County folk that took the two black men out of the car, let, leaving their two wives there. 
But as the mob was walking away, one of the wives recognized a, a figure in the mob and said his name. And so he was afraid she would identify him later. So then they took the women, too. And they uh, tied them up on the bridge. And the leader of the mob counted to three. And about 20 to 30 of them shot four of them. Counted to three, uh, three times. So the bodies were barely recognizable. And uh, one of the women was pregnant. And this is right down the road from Athens, Georgia. So canvassing in that area for President Obama under the auspices of this horrible lynching that went unsolved for decades. Uh, The FBI got involved. The GBI got involved. There was a tremendous uproar uh, trying to find people that would know who the figures in the mob were, but there was just a, a culture of silence around the entire event. So I got to know Monroe, got to know Walton County. It's a large exurban county now in Metro Atlanta that delivers a lot of votes to the Republican column, probably forty to 50,000. And uh, went through law school, canvassed for Obama during the health care reform battles to enact the Affordable Care Act. I uh, organized some health care reform forums that traveled around district, what was then District 10. And uh, we just had a traveling road show. It was me. We had an emergency room doctor, a health insurance billing specialist, and a uh, UGA law professor that was a JDMD. And uh, we traveled around rural northeast Georgia singing the praises of a single health insurance program for the whole country is what we were really pushing for. We wanted to see one health insurance company that would, one health insurance program that would cover all of America. And uh, from that point, uh, I became one of the chief antagonists to Paul Brown Jr., who was battling Obama, battling Obamacare. And so when 2010 came around, I just couldn't stand the fact that he was going to run unopposed. So I decided to run for uh, U.S. House, the year of the Tea Party wave. So not a very good year to run. And uh, I got beat, but it was a great experience. I I raised a good amount of money, had a good showing, and uh, just stayed involved ever since then. My now wife was a big help on the campaign. We got married the year afterwards, and I've been involved in Athens ever since, notably uh, sort of – helping lead the charge to stop a Walmart supercenter from coming to downtown Athens. So that kind of launched my, my, my profile locally. I have just been involved shopping here locally ever since, and this became an open seat uh, for athens Clark County Commission District 7 and uh, decided to run last fall, and the election is going to be May 22nd. Early voting is happening right now. So I know that's a long-winded answer, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I figured I'd just kind of, give you give you some background well so so based on all that background and and all of your life experience could you tell us a little bit about why you decided to throw your hat in for this commission seat now i decided to run because i i think i can win i think i have a great shot at winning i've built a uh a high profile and a positive reputation in the local community i've i've been 
present on uh, issues of local controversy. I, I've tried to build coalition and compromise and get good policy passed uh, that benefits this district for the past few years. And um, when the time came to make the decision, I had uh, prominent neighbors and friends come to me and, and say they would absolutely support me and they wanted me to run. And so it really became sort of a natural prog progression of my uh, activism here in the community to uh, to sort of take it to the next level and, and continue the work that I've been doing for the past few years at least. And I've I've really enjoyed it. It's been a it's been a solid campaign. I feel like in 2010 it was really a rushed movement I was trying to put together. You know, I, I had a very low profile in the district. You know, I had organized these health insurance reform panels throughout the district, but, you know, I was an unknown. I, I hadn't done anybody. I, I hadn't really served the community. I hadn't been out there helping people for too long. You know, I've been a law school student. So I was, I was a really unknown. It was really just a, a campaign against Paul Brown is what it turned out to be, which, which garnered plenty of support. I mean, people just were not on board with Paul, Bo Paul Brown at all, especially in Athens. I mean, this guy was – helping to create the Tea Party, and he represented Athens, Georgia, which is one of the most progressive areas in the southeast. So I, so I garnered tremendous support in the Athens area just for throwing my hat in the ring. But it was hard. You know, I had to kind of – it was hard to sell myself as somebody who would help because I hadn't been out there. But this uh, county commission race, it's been a much more natural uh, progression towards the campaign because – I've been out in the community. I've been working already. People people know me as somebody who wants to get things done for the community. It's, it's sort of led the way on, on various things over time. You know, a couple of years ago, Athens Clark County wanted to cancel the 4th of July fireworks celebration in downtown Athens. It was a great success. And uh, I just couldn't believe it. I said, no, no way. We, we can't cancel this celebration. This is a great free public large scale event that brings the whole community together the downtown it's a boon to the local economy and so i was at the meeting when the mayor told me that we weren't going to do it maybe we we're going to do it at the mall you know the, it just ain't happening at the mall so i uh got together a petition a petition talked about it on the radio show i uh, got 33 prominent local business owners downtown to sign on to a letter you know just applied public pressure showing that this event had great support and uh, luckily was able to, to make it happen. You know, now, now it's become a tradition downtown. And uh, this past year, there was another great issue of local controversy in District 7. There was a beautiful home that was built in the late 19-teens, beautiful arts and crafts home in the Five Points neighborhood, which has uh, home to beautiful uh, early 20th century arts and crafts architecture where folks for years have talked about forming a historic district. Family bought this beautiful home and promptly filed a permit to demolish it. And the sitting commissioner at the time uh, was under a tremendous amount of pressure to try to stop it. She put in a demolition hold, which gives the community time to pressure the planning department to create a historic district to protect homes like this from being demolished. So the community mobilized in that area, and uh, I sort of helped behind the scenes consulting, you know, to, you know, crafting letters and giving advice. 
and uh, they garnered a strong majority of the neighborhood to support a historic district. Uh, around 60% of the property owners supported it. Uh, once the sitting commissioner got wind of this movement to create the historic district, she secretly revoked the demolition hold, which effectively green-lighted the demolition of this beloved home. And so that just created even more of an uproar, not just from the historic preservationists, but just fans of good government, transparent government. And uh, so, again, we were going to the county commission meetings. You know, we were talking about this at, at every meeting, and we sort of had this great moment where the uh, the owners of the home that wanted to demolish it had hired a lawyer who – during the public comment period of the athens Clark County Commission meeting, hung around sort of the back of the line because he wanted to get the last word in. And so he stood up and threatened the athens Clark County Commission, saying he was going to sue them for a constitutional taking, you know, taking of property, you know, claiming he's going to uh, invalidate the entire historic preservation ordinance, you know, just complete bombast, you know. And uh, right after he spoke, I uh, took the podium and got to speak, and I got up and said, you know, there's nothing like the threat of a lawsuit to make everybody feel good, and the whole room erupted in laughter, and it was just this, this moment when we were able to kind of unify the community behind compromise and say, look, this this is a district that everybody wants, so um, just being present, trying to you know, help out where I can for the past few years has, has really helped this campaign, you know, by offering specific policy proposals that I've crafted with the input of other neighborhood leaders has really helped me. So it's been a, it's been a great campaign. You talked about the work that you did um, to support the Affordable Care Act during the Obama administration. I think the last time that I talked to you, we were talking about Medicare for all. Um, so so I've always kind of known you as kind of like a big ideas uh, person. Uh, but I, I thought it was kind of interesting when I saw your website, you were talking about safe intersections and sidewalks. You were talking about this historic preservation issue. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about like, what the importance of these issues are locally and and why those are you know warrant a lot of focus in your campaign absolutely you know running for county commission you know the it, we have to vote our district right we we have to we have to accommodate the views of our constituents and, the, and those issues on my platform are shaped by hundreds of conversations over the past few months that i've had with district residents by going door to door canvassing uh, pretty much me alone. Um, I've had some help from some UGA students and some other friends, but you know, it's a county commission race. You know, there's, there's 4,400 registered voters in here. There's probably, you know, maybe 2000 of them will vote. So it's, it's really doable to canvas a huge chunk of those voters. So I've, I've knocked on almost a thousand doors over the past five or six months. And, and it ain't that hard. You know, you go out every day, five to eight after work, and you go out Saturdays and Sundays. And by listening to the people and collecting ideas from the people in the district, it helps shape what the platform should be because I'm, I'm trying to represent these folks. 
So whatever I hear them talking about most often is going to help shape the platform as I seek to represent them. So the issues that I've heard most most often is pedestrian safety. You know, a lot of the historic Five Points neighborhood, it's old residential streets that were built without sidewalks. And it's a walkable neighborhood, so you got a lot of people walking on the road. And uh, every fall you have a new you know, four or 5,000 people moving into town who have never driven here before. And, you know, maybe never driven in a place where there's people walking on the street. So um, there's a lot of cut through traffic. There's a lot of speeding and there's a lot of children walking on the road. So all those factors put together creates uh, a situation where there's a, a deep concern all across this district for pedestrian safety. So looking at ways to optimize the safety of pedestrians, the safety of children uh, throughout the district is, is a definite priority uh, for this campaign. And it's within the purview of the county commission. You know, the county commission passes the local budget. Local budget, a little bit over 50% goes for public safety, the police, the jail, the sheriff. And then you've got local infrastructure with uh, local roads, sidewalks, bike lanes, uh, parks and recreation. Uh, sewer, water, solid waste. So, uh, you know, I want to make sure that my platform reflects issues that I can have an effect on and uh, reflects the concerns of the constituents I seek to represent. So you've also been a resident of Athens for quite a while. Um, Do you have kind of a long-term vision of some of the bigger ideas about what the city of Athens should be or, or the kinds of things that the government of Athens, Clark County should provide for its citizens. And uh, what are some of these kinds of things that you'd like to see the commission work towards if you were well, a member of it? Well, one thing I, I definitely would like to see is I mentioned the, the public safety eats up over half of the local budget, you know, about $60 million. So by putting in some criminal justice reforms, we can save a lot of money in this community and spend it on infrastructure that serves the needs of the people. So two criminal justice reform items that that need to be done just right away. One is we need to decriminalize simple possession of marijuana. You know, this has been done across the state, Clarkston, Atlanta, even Savannah. It's it's keeping people out of jail. It's, It's keeping people on the job. It's keeping people in school. And, uh, it's something we, we need to just do and get done. It's, if we can put in place an institutional change like that by by decriminalizing marijuana, turning it into a, a ticketable offense, we're going to keep people out of jail. We keep people out of jail. We save the taxpayers money. Now they don't have to pay to house people in jail. Uh, one other way we can save money, the criminal justice reform, bail reform. You know, we should reform bail for uh, simple misdemeanors where we no longer require large cash bail sums. It ought to just be a a signature bond. That should be the default. This has been done in Atlanta. If we can keep people out of jail waiting for their court date, we're going to save the taxpayers money. We're also going to allow those people who would otherwise be in jail to to continue providing for their families, either working or, or going to school. And uh, and so those two reforms could have a tremendous effect over time on the expenses that taxpayers are paying to house inmates in the jail. Another thing about 
Athens politics that I, I witnessed when I lived there and, and have seen continue um, since I've moved away is some tension between the interests of longtime residents of Athens and the student, the interests of the student population in Athens that is typically there for four or six or eight years and then moves on. Um, so are there, are there things in either, you know, housing or economic development um, related to these competing interests between long-term residents and students at UGA? Um, are there, are there things about making those interests work better together that you think need to be done? I think downtown has been made to be a great place for students. And I think that families have been neglected. Uh, we have more bars per capita than probably any other place in the Southeast. We have these uh, 3,000 new bedrooms of luxury apartments that serve the student population in the downtown core. But there hasn't been much done at all for families, for people with children, for senior citizens. And uh, we're missing out. You know, Athens is, is a better place when we have a great diversity, a mix of people that are coming into the downtown core to support the local economy, uh, but also just to support the democracy. And by directing some of this new property tax revenue that we're getting from the luxury student development, by directing some of that revenue into child-friendly infrastructure, and it doesn't have to be that complex. I mean, kids are geniuses at making their own fun out of practically anything. We could purchase a piece of interactive sculpture to put on College Square. We could set aside some more public space for families to picnic downtown. Uh, just things like that that will give folks more reasons to come downtown and to spend time is going to benefit our local economy. So, yeah, I mean, there there are things that could be done. I, I think uh, great strides have been made to make the downtown a really fun place for young adults who are attending the University of Georgia. But it's overdue that we do a little bit more for the children, you know, for the kids and for the senior citizens. What's your vision of economic development for Athens is one, one of the, the challenges that, you know, personally I had, and I hear a lot of other people have is when I graduated, there just wasn't an availability of a lot of jobs for graduating students. But, but do you think that we need to push economic development and opening up job opportunities for graduating students to keep them there? Or is there a population of like long-term residents in Athens that need some support and job opportunities from economic development? One of the main problems we have in Athens, Georgia, is uh, we have a very high poverty rate, around 36%. We have a very low unemployment rate, around 4.6%. You know, that those two numbers together show us that the fact is there's there's too many low-paying jobs in this community. Uh, we've made some strides. You know, the athens Clark County government passed an ordinance to pay all of their employees a living wage. So that's great. You know, now we can take that policy to the bargaining table when we're talking to employers and say, look, you know, the government is doing its job. It's caring for its workers. You know, pl please do the same. You know, if you want this variance, if you want this to be done to help your development, you know, please make a commitment like we have to pay your employees a living wage. I think a tremendous amount uh, could be done to promote this new policy by the government to try to get other major employers in the county 
to come along. I mean, athens Clark County employs about 1,600 people. Imagine if we could get the University of Georgia to come on board. Almost employs about 10,000 people. I mean, that would have a tremendous effect on the local economy. So, um, you know, continuing to promote a, a living wage, you know, take care, taking care of the employees uh, here now, and also, uh, again, back to the downtown development, you know, making this a place uh, for families, for children, where people want to raise their kids, that's going to help attract employers, too. You know, with an with Internet connection, oh, employees are increasingly being able to work anywhere in the world. So they're picking and choosing where they want to work. You know, we have a lot of folks who telecommute, who, who are distant workers, uh, distant, you know, they work from from outside the from outside the office. They work from home and uh, they come to Athens because they love this community. So we need to continue developing in a way and, and we're doing it right now. We're building out these great infrastructure projects like the Greenway, the Firefly Trail. Uh, these wonderful bike paths, rails to trails. You know, th- this is attracting uh, young people who want to live here, who want to work here. Uh, so continuing to push those projects while also promoting the fact that athens Clark County pays its employees a living wage. So come on, major employers, let's get on board too. I, I think it's going to be a good direction for us to go in for the economic development. Do you think that Athens should have a fare-free transit system? Or if not, what do you think, what would you propose to be done about the issue of transit in Athens? I mean, I'm I'm open to it. We do not collect much money from the fare box. Now, when we enter into our agreement with the with the University of Georgia, you know, they, they certainly contribute to it. Um, I don't think that if we make it fair free that that has to go you know i would approach it this way let's assess a fee on everyone in athens clark county uh it could be as as little as twenty dollars on everybody's property tax and bring that to the table with the uga show that we are collecting fares from our citizens, so we want UGA to continue collecting fares and contributing to the system, and continuing to work with UGA as a partner. You know, I, there's no reason that uh, that, it, that I, I think it's a great compromise. I think it could work, and uh, it would save operation costs having to run the fare boxes and i think we would see a dramatic increase in ridership and this would be a real step towards addressing our poverty problem if we really want to help out folks who are making minimum wage and scraping by struggling to put food on the table this is a program that could help those folks directly you know one one dollar and fifty cents one way multiplied by five days a week that's a lot that's that's a few dinners to somebody struggling to get by. So if we're going to get serious about addressing this poverty problem, this is a program that would actually provide immediate results towards helping the most impoverished citizens in our county. So it's absolutely on the table for me. I I think it's a great idea. On the issue of immigration, you signed on to a letter. I think there was 11 candidates for mayor and commission that signed on to this letter opposing the athens Clark County Police Department's policy of honoring detainers for ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, the federal agency that does deportations. 
Um, is there more than just that policy stance on immigration from the local police department? Is there more that the mayor and commission can do about the issue of immigration or, or support for immigrants in the Athens community? Well, the sheriff has, has rolled back his support of ICE. So I, I was very happy to see that. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a campaign that was, that was tough. You know, the sheriff is, is a Democrat <clears throat> who enjoys popular support in certain corners of Athens. So I was deeply troubled when I found that he was all of a sudden collaborating with Donald Trump's Immigration Custom Enforcement. You know, we, we uh, worked with the sheriff. We encouraged him. We pressured him. Please do the right thing. Please do the right thing. Please do the biblical thing. Please care for your neighbor as you would have them care for you. And uh, I'm just glad that he has come around. I think that's a great first step. You know, the fact that, that we are not collaborating with ICE here in Athens-Clark County, that, that, that's, a tremendous, that's a tremendous change. You know, we were at one time deporting breadwinners for getting stopped without a license. You know, we were tearing families apart in this county. So, I, I, you know, I think it's great that that policy has been changed and, uh, and I can sleep a little better at night. Are there any other issues you want to touch on before we wrap up? I think it's so important these days that we get Democrats to the polls to vote early. You know, voting early, getting those votes into the bank early allows every campaign to focus on getting the elderly and the disabled to the polls. You know, it takes logistical organization to organize rides to the polls to identify disabled elderly people who need help. So as able-bodied people vote, their name is removed off the get-off-the-vote list, and it allows campaigns better ability to target more voters. So please don't wait to Election Day. This is a whole new game with early voting. It's been happening some cycles now, and Democrats really need to get wise to it we need to get all our votes in the bank as soon as possible. So vote early, please. Well, Russell, if people want to learn more about your campaign, how can they do that? They can do that by visiting RussellForAthens.com. You'll see me there. You can see me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Russell Edwards. You know, I'm, I'm, I have to give a plug to uh, this book that I'm reading right now. Robert Cairo's Master of the Senate about Lyndon Baines Johnson really informed a lot of my first response that I shared with you. I, I was just reading a chapter today about Richard Russell from Winder, Georgia, and uh, Cairo just masterfully told the story about that lynching that I referenced in Monroe, Georgia, and how that really affected uh, the career of Richard Russell. You know, Russell was really just a... a the old master of the Senate is what LBJ called Richard Russell, who for years and years derailed any sort of attempts to enact meaningful civil rights legislation in this country, uh, even when it came to uh, anti-lynching legislation. You know, for, for decades, Harry Truman struggled to enact federal anti-lynching legislation that would outlaw that behavior. And he was unsuccessful in large part because of Richard Russell. 
despite the fact that there were these high-profile lynchings that were happening just down the road from where Russell lived. So really compelling take on American history. So highly recommend that book for any any uh, aficionado of politics. Yeah, I know that's one of Luke's favorites, too. So uh, maybe when I'm back in Athens, we can all get together and uh, talk about it. But, uh, Russell, thank you so much for being on the show, and best of luck in your race. Thanks, Kyle. Really enjoyed it. That's our show for the week. If you like what you heard, share the show with a friend and go over to iTunes and give us a rating or a review. It really helps other people find our show. We'll be back with another episode of Peach Pod next week. Until then, take care, y'all.